Hello friends, I'm Dr. Smriti Nikomhavar. In behalf of Supant Manch Parivar, welcoming you all to this new podcast series. With your love, we are growing each day and bringing new new podcasts for your listening. Today we are going to conduct the second interview of our new podcast series, Second Innings. Our guest for today is Dr. Geeta Ashok Pangi. Dr. Geeta is from Belgaum, Karnataka. She has done her MBBS and Masters in Family Medicine from prestigious CMC Vellore uh, Institute. Welcome Geeta ma'am to our podcast. Yeah, uh, good afternoon Smriti. I am uh, very happy to be the part of your activity that you have been doing. Thank you ma'am, thank you. Dr. Geeta has spent most of her life in Belgaum city itself and a couple of years in the rural India also. So today we will be uh, listening how exactly uh, her life transformed after her 40 years of age and how determined she was doing her post-graduation at the age of 60. So Geeta ma'am, would you like to tell about yourself, your academics, your family background and how you are born and brought up happened? Yeah, see basically I belong to a small place in Gokaka Taloka called as Aktamiral. Actually my father is from that place. But okay, since ma'am. he was active in politics, he migrated to Belgaum. So okay. I was born and brought up in Belgaum only. So my entire education, primary, secondary, till my MBBS was in Belgaum only. Okay. okay. Uh, so uh, luckily I had a supportive parents uh, who supported me to do uh, in those days uh, uh, girls going for MBBS was a bit a difficult thing in the sense yes, even ma'am. if our parents are interested others would uh, uh, advise our parents not to send because she is a daughter she is getting right. married and going to other place so why right. you want to invest on her because it was a I mean, actually I was supposed to get in a private college Jain Medical College so okay. that day compared to now of course the capitation and all that was not so as heavy as it is now but still right. the people who were preventing or advising my father not to send. Today, she will be, if, even if you educate, she will not be of any use to you. She is going to go to the other family and uh, she will be of this. But uh, my parents were very supportive. In that aspect, I have to consider myself very lucky. Indeed, indeed. you are very lucky that way. Yeah. And if I am not wrong, yours was the biggest batch of uh, MBBS in the uh, history of uh, Indian uh, institutions if i'm not wrong yours was the biggest batch of 256 candidates in one batch is, is it yeah, so? yeah. yes yes we were 256 in one batch why it happened was like we the ours was the first the uh, the government uh, changed the pre-education that is uh, 11th and 12th it was made as puc 1 and 2 and okay. ours was the first batch of that puc 1 and 2 otherwise okay. after uh, puc bsc 1 the people were going to medicine and all that or after uh, BSc graduation also they were growing. So because mm-hmm. now suddenly there was a, a, after PUC2 there were a lot of students uh, who came out uh, passing out from PUC2. And right. government had to allot some extra seats to all the medical colleges. And that okay. is how uh, ours was the biggest batch in uh, Jain Medical College. We had 256 students. And uh, it was sort of a unity in diversity in the sense uh, we had uh, students from all over India. Right. All the states of India, we had the students right up to Kashmir also. We have one okay. of our class, uh, classmates was from Kashmir also. Oh, great. That, great, great. And you also did your schooling from a convent school, if I'm not wrong. And uh, in that era, the convent school education has its own taboos and uh, fantasies also. So how was that experience from a uh, middle class uh, uh, rural base of education of your parents and then living in a city, but life in a convent school where the culture was different, there was English language. How, how was that experience? Uh, in the sense, actually, it was a, uh, it was not exactly the uh, complete uh, English medium. Uh, I have studied in a uh, school called as Manita Vidyalaya. It okay. was basically for girls only. It had mm-hmm. both Kannada as well as Marathi medium in those days. Right. But okay. uh, it it was run by the missionaries. Okay. So discipline-wise, uh, there was a lot of uh, discipline and. Uh, uh, actually, I should be thankful to the culture of that school also. 
maybe in, in uh, just uh, inculcating the discipline that i have even today uh, my right. school has influenced me a lot right school, school has influenced and uh, even today i feel some of the things that i have uh, learned or that i have adopted in my life during my school days are really useful for me even today definitely definitely and then from all girls school and the transition into the coed education um, that to a difficult course like mbbs because in those days the passing per- percentage was very low and on top of that as you mentioned the parental pressure was there to perform to your best and not to flunk in uh, any of the subject should pass to, without any hurdle uh, how your uh, mbbs days uh, brought a transition in your life the way you were the way you carried yourself in the society uh, i i still remember what happened on the first day of joining of my college okay. uh, already there was a batch uh, which was uh, they had done almost two months of their learning and we had okay. joined sometime in august because this permission thing and all that so we had joined sometime in august to the medical college already there was a batch and uh, the students who were there already learning in first mbbs uh, age wise also they are quite uh, elder to us and okay. uh, they belong to all the states of india okay so our batch mostly we were from karnataka only but uh, they were mostly from all the states of the uh, karnataka plus and uh, sorry all the states of india and plus uh, the other thing was in those days also uh, talking to the boys freely and all was little mm-hmm. taboo only that time that right, right. college also True. so there used to be some uh, every now and then some warnings from our teachers right i right. remember there was a teacher in histology department who would call separately if he finds that some girl is talking to a boy or something uh, he would call and he would uh, tell in a nice way that just okay. is not expected and all that i still right. remember but uh, right. later on once we went to the clinical side then there was no choice in the sense uh, we had we were we were trained in civil hospital and okay. on the day of our opds we had to go to the hospital in the evening so okay. there was no choice sometimes uh, we had to take the help of boys to come back home also because belgaum right. was not as crowded as it is now and right. civil hospital there were lot of trees and all that it was uh, sort of just if you want to take a shortcut it was a deserted place like so we had oh. to take help of boys and all that and uh, after going to clinical side actually we came in uh, more contact with the boys first time we were at least we used to be a little scared only because of that age difference and the, right. the, the gap between us and they joining before us and all that right right then after your mbbs uh, you got married you uh, you didn't gave a thought of doing post graduation then and then you shifted to athni with dr ashok yeah actually we had plans because dr ashok was uh, doing his uh, diploma in obg then uh, when we got married he was in okay. mumbai the city is in mumbai he was doing dgo but because okay. of the family problems he had to discontinue and come back okay and i had to soon after my internship because during internship i had got married because that was yeah. the thing again in those days they were, they would uh, parents would uh, think that uh, the girl is about to complete her education and we, we will get uh, rid of our responsibility that is how it yeah. used to be i got yeah. married during internship and soon after internship because of the family problems i had to straight away even i had plans to go and jo- join him in mumbai and do some post graduation some diploma okay. at that time the pg courses they were not means no, they are not uh, as uh, popular or it was not a sort of must that right. that everyone feels that after mbbs you ha- you must do a pg but it was not so then most of right. them they would go for gp so right. the, that option means in the sense because of the family problems i had to go and join him in athni only and right. according to athani already my father in law also was a doctor and he okay. had 30 years of uh, very good practice in athani and he had a maternity home plus okay. uh, opd used to be very uh, full and all that that's all and immediately i had to soon after internship uh, even before g- gaining 
much of the experience in gp also i had to go and uh, start my with my gp in athni right but then how was the experience at athni because to my knowledge athni was a very small uh, village or semi semi town area then and uh, what were the challenges then in that general practice uh, though you have a setup of your father in law then but again as a lady practitioner what were the good and the bad days you had spent in athni no that goodwill uh, it, it, sometimes it is a blessing and sometimes it is a curse what happens uh, it's often said that under a big tree the small tree cannot grow so what was the expectation of the patients because they were coming to my father in law all of them they were expecting that uh, they want to get examined by my father in law only they would prefer him only rather than me or dr ashok so that was the first initial challenge i had to face then right. to the to make people understand that i also have some stuff then really i had to work hard in the sense i have to show them that i am also equally competent not as competent but at least i have some competence to treat them and they have to develop confidence in me for that i had to struggle in the initial days at least uh, first one year i had a lot of struggle in uh, making myself known to the people that what right. and all that that struggle was right. there right right and how was the female's life then in the villages is it like uh, very healthy good and how how the treatment to the uh, females were then and what are the common problems they used to because you being a female doctor for them was more approachable than a male doctor yeah the common problems you used to observe in them in that time the common problems in those days the male dominance was there means compared to now what we are seeing the male dominance was there and all only if the uh, parents in laws or the uh, husband would allow only then they can come and just uh, take the medical care and all that was there even maternity also many a times uh, uh, they used to deliver at home and we had to go and uh, examine them at home also means so it has happened with me also sometimes uh, uh-huh. somehow they don't prefer to come to the hospital right uh, what was the thing we don't know but uh, uh, many would prefer delivering at home right so you have done lot of home deliveries also in that time so, yeah sometimes we have done and even uh, they would reach late to the hospital sometimes in the bullock cart they would deliver sometimes uh-huh. even before taking on the table as soon as they step into the hospital they are delivered so all those experiences i have uh, in my life right right and then you conceived your son and you delivered so how was that life as a working mother who was busy working as a general practitioner and also a mother uh, who is keen to take care of a child how how did you manage your uh, work life balance then uh, more than work life uh, balancing there, there were a lot of problems in the family also then because mm-hmm. my father in law who was so very active uh, he got bedridden and uh, we had our own problems in the family and mm-hmm. uh, after uh, my son uh, came to athani repeatedly he started having the loose motion and other problems oh, okay so, and uh, that time unfortunately i lost my father also so just oh. to divert the attention of my mother i was forced to leave my son with my mother so, okay so i came to belgaum and i left him and i used to come every week to see him and uh, uh, whatever was the this i used to do that time right so must be a very tough time for you and for your I, son then yeah, yeah that time it was a very difficult time 80 1980 he was born 1980 almost up to 84 85 uh, i had a difficult time <laughs> right right uh then what made you uh, take this decision to shift to belgaum with uh, dr ashok uh, with your leaving your flourishing practice behind and moving to the belgaum how that decision happened uh actually he was doing his dgo as i told you in the beginning right. so somehow he had that feeling of not completing his post graduation right and by the time we uh, this was sometime in uh, uh 87 88 i mean we actually we got shifted to belgaum in 89 so by right. then athni also had uh, means slowly the competition also was increasing plus uh, even uh, dr ashok because of the dust and weather there he started uh, having some allergy problems oh, okay so allergy problems then uh, somehow that was behind his mind that i have not completed my 
post graduation and yes. uh, by till then uh, there was some stability financially then yes. we decided at least we will try and uh, this uh, luckily uh, in the first attempt itself uh, he got a seat and uh, that is how we came to belga actually our plan was to go back to athni after 3 uh, years of his post graduation mm-hmm. he had opted for uh, opted to gynecology because we had an uh, the maternity home but uh, yes. somehow that year the obg seat was not available Okay. Uh, the general surgery seat was available and Achoo. he was offered and uh, his professor dr jati he said uh, there is no much difference you join and uh, you come to us he was True. a study surgery then and uh, yeah he was because uh, he also advised uh, dr ashok to join surgery that is how though he was intending to do obg he joined surgery <laughs> Okay, okay. And after shifting to the Belgium, your son was close to you. Uh, so Dr. Ashok was doing his uh, post-graduation. How did you uh, manage your time then? Did you had any identity crisis or you have to restart your general practice all over again in a new place? I won't say new place because you were familiar to the Belgium, but it was new beginning for you uh, in your 30s somewhere. So how was yeah. that experience? Actually, yeah. Uh... since our plan was to go back to athri after 3 years so initially i decided to take up a job okay. so i had uh, joined jain uh, medical college as a research officer there were okay. some icmr projects going on and okay. uh, they were appointing mbbs people for that so okay. i had joined uh, those projects and actually this today's whatever maternal child health and all that initial basic survey and all as a research officer for uh, Uh, that mch uh, this i have done means i we used to visit uh, kittur and uh, uh, this bailhongal okay to see all the the old kittur psc there were so many sub centers and all that so okay. we used to visit and we used to collect all the data plus uh, go to the patients take their interview what was the situation then and uh, what was required the improvements that were suggested because this was a multi centered study so subsequently yeah. there were some improvements uh, that the icmr uh, planned and accordingly okay. we picked up the dais we trained them we uh, trained the anms and all that so just uh, some contribution towards this mch program uh, has been there from my end uh, till that working for icmr till 94 89 to 94 for 5 years i was working there and okay. after that uh, in uh, 92 dr ashok actually completed his post graduation but okay. dr jati his professor he started saying uh, he had seen him earlier also as a undergraduate student and now right. as a pc after seeing him he started telling that even if you go back to your place you have to be a general practitioner and pick up uh, the cases from that academically you are very good you join the college he forced okay. him rather and okay. uh, he had to change his decision and he joined jain medical college okay but in this entire process have you ever felt of doing your post graduation which was left after your mbbs that yeah. thought ever came in yeah i was thinking but uh, uh, by then my son was already in the middle school okay so slowly his responsibilities i mean in the sense uh, taking the responsibility of the house his responsibility and all somehow i didn't uh, give much importance to that my education right i preferred uh, taking care of uh, household and uh, my husband and uh, that whatever job i was doing i thought it's okay right and meanwhile uh, just uh, once we decided to he decided to join the college then actually we constructed a nursing home also here in belgaum okay and I, i did start my general practice for one year okay but somehow my son preferred that uh, he doesn't want to become a doctor so oh. he chose his line to engineering oh. and there was no point in struggling because uh, jnmc had lot of restriction that uh, right. was not uh, permitted to practice if, if it okay. were at all it was only i had to this and we had to depend on other specialists if at all anything is there but uh, right. some i felt uh, it is not means i started feeling the stress of that right. there is a point in uh, just uh, expanding that because if i alone have to struggle for all that then right. there is no point that is how i changed again my line of this one year i practiced and then i joined the homeopathic medical college as a physiology uh, teacher 
ओके दैट वाज अ चेंज अगेन दैट वाज अ चेंज दैट वाज ब्रॉट इन मी मींस आफ्टर कमिंग टू बेलगाम एक्चुअली दिस इज द थर्ड चेंज ऑलमोस्ट चेंज माय प्रोफेशन so right. i joined the uh, the shaikh homeopathy am shaikh homeopathy medical college as okay. a physiology teacher okay and somehow i started liking that and i was a uh, successful there okay i was successful as a teacher there and somehow that is how uh, i started liking also and i started uh, focusing on my uh, teaching only more and more on my teaching Okay, so uh, for how many years uh, you were associated with the Sheikh Homeopathy College as a uh, professor in uh, physiology? Almost twelve years I worked there. Okay, and if I'm not wrong, you resigned after being a head of the department there of the physiology. Ah, physiology. I was a HOD physiology. I was working there, but uh, of late there uh, uh, also the management. Uh, it started giving some additional responsibilities which uh, i felt I, i may not be successful in doing it right. somehow my nature is that if i take responsibility of something i should do it perfect right. uh, somehow right. some of the faculty development and all that of because they have multiple institutions so all that uh, somehow i felt uh, i may not be successful in uh, satisfying what is the expectation of the management okay so that is how i had to decide to quit from there also right so you left the shekh homeopathy college in uh, 2007 ha 2008 i left 2008 and i think 2009 uh, a very uh, unique project uh, came up in belgaum it was one of a kind in india if i'm not wrong uh, a collaboration of a indian university and a foreign university and yeah. the foreign graduate students were supposed to come in india learn their own curriculum and then go back and serve their own nation so that project name was uh, university science malaysia and the kl university's uh, joint venture usm kl so how usm kl joining came in your mind like uh, you were doing dealing with the homeopathy students now you will be dealing with the mbbs or equivalent level students so how that decision happened uh, actually our director dr rashekar sir he was searching from some experienced people experienced people in the basic sciences that is anatomy physiology and biochemistry okay and actually uh, he contacted all the homeopathic as well as uh, the ayurvedic colleges and all the okay. mbbs doctors uh, who are teaching in your college who all are there and okay. the principal of am shek uh, he happened to mention my name to dr rashekar sir okay and uh, actually the uh, i was called for the interview and uh, they offered me the job okay so you joined uh, usm kl as a uh, faculty of Physi- physiology only physiology yeah, physiology and actually this was a challenge and this was entirely a new thing to us right because uh, the curriculum what we have in our uh, medical colleges is totally different from what we are dealing now right the curriculum is different and uh, some subjects also are different actually some of the subjects that are now current uh, uh, this whatever uh, new policy national medical uh, policy has come that mm-hmm. has uh, incorporated some of the things that we have been doing since then from okay. 2010 whatever we have been doing uh, mm-hmm. those things have come now in the indian medical education also for example okay. there is what is called as problem based learning and all that all that has uh, come now actually we have been doing it from 2010 itself so okay. uh, it was uh, challenging also that whatever after joining there after right. going through their objectives and uh, that learning thing it was uh, uh, quite uh, challenging but uh, at the time same time it was quite interesting also right and, uh, somehow uh, because of the experience that i had gained uh, in the teaching the homeopathic students the same uh, was used here also and whatever was the new challenge uh, that was taken care of right right how was the experience working with the uh, base of students they were from a different land altogether there were different appearance they remembering their names and then interacting with them uh, understanding their accent or dialect how was that journey uh, that was a really a difficult task in the sense the first 3 months at least we were not understanding what the students are trying to tell us 
డిఫరెంట్ and plus right. basically some of them they had studied in their mother tongue the malay okay for them again even our that simple english also they were finding it difficult okay and uh, and uh, therefore we had to take some extra classes or give some extra time to those students those of okay. them who who had studied in their mother tongue we had okay. to give them some extra time uh, <laughs> so that uh, whatever uh, they are learning on because Uh, as i told you this is different and we have the that time we used to call them as the blocks now they are called as the courses okay. in the sense you are also aware because you are also yes. associated, you are also yes. associated with us and you know how how the teaching learning is done so therefore therefore uh, uh, the, we had to give some extra time to those uh, slow learners what we call as the slow learners or those who had difficulty in picking up on day to day basis జర్నీ Uh, so uh, in this uh, i have to remember my a few of my colleagues uh, dr parinita and dr rajeshri uh, dr parinita was in uh, biochemistry and dr rajeshri was in physiology only so okay. just uh, uh, we often used to go for tea to the canteen okay. and on one on one such occasion dr parinita just uh, happened to say that there is a subject called as family medicine uh, in this curriculum and there okay. are no qualified doctors here so and right. uh, she actually told me about that uh, the, there is a distance education course available in mm-hmm. family medicine why don't you try it okay because by the time that that time it was the first batch and uh, the students by the time the students would come to family medicine it mm-hmm. would be uh, more than 2 uh, years so right. by then it can complete that that time it was pg diploma actually the cmc vellore had offered pg diploma so if okay. you join that uh, by 2 years you can complete it and by the time the students come uh, somebody is available why don't you try she encouraged me and then yes. i searched the net and uh, first thing first uh, thing i inquired was whether with my age i am eligible to join or no that was the first question that came to my mind but yes. immediately i, I sent the email to them Okay. acquiring my doubt but uh, they were kind enough to say that age is not a bar anybody anyone can join so that uh, i felt very much relaxed when they said the age is not a bar then uh, once that uh, clearance came then i went and met uh, our director as well as uh, the hod physiology and uh, they both said uh, that as long as you are doing the work here uh, you want whenever you have to go for contact program and all we will give you the leave because the okay. leave was the question so right. they said they said that they will give me the leave so i decided to join right right but then how was the life as a student in mid 50s uh, all the studies uh, assignments uh, going for the contact programs for 10 10 days traveling how did you manage because this is the time people usually plan their retirement and that was the time uh you are starting another transition of your life so how exactly journey life as a student in mid 50s how that happened ha actually the assignments uh, one thing i must say is that uh, cmc vellore it is organized that course very well so they okay. have the learning modules they 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 have the learning modules and they would send us the modules and they will give us some time to complete studying that module so right. at the end of that we they would uh, send us some questions and we had to send the assignments right so so somehow i was uh, because college uh, that w- whatever time that was available after the college hours 
i was uh, completely dedicating to study these modules and other things okay somehow uh, again i got into the mode of that uh, studying and all that initially i felt difficult and at times i used to feel why did i <laughs> do this also at times <laughs> i felt that but uh, somehow, <laughs> yeah yeah it was by like that only because seeing my other friends because i have some school friends also here they were, they they often used to just whenever they used to fall and this that, that we are doing this and they actually in fact they had got married soon and already they were enjoying with their grandch so i was a uh, little uh, this why why who who gave me this idea of doing, i have repented but uh, somehow i could manage it and uh, in the middle of that uh, contact program only the second contact program uh again there was a uh, just news from cmc value saying yes. that those of us who want to from pg diploma to uh, the masters mmed it is mmed degree that is offered by tamil nadu university so okay. those of us we want to opt we have to do an, another 6 months okay. and we have to uh, write the examination in vellore itself Okay. Otherwise, I had taken as Bangalore as my center, center. but uh, okay. we had to go to Vellore. Okay. So there was two twice we had to go to Vellore. Okay. Twice we had to go to Vellore and write the examinations there. Uh, so just I preferred uh, doing MED than this PG diploma, and uh, uh, I I did go to Vellore and uh, wrote my exams, and okay. uh, somehow. I cleared my exam also in the first attempt itself. Right, great. Congratulations on that, and it must be your dedication and uh, your energy levels then that you could study for two long years along with your job, your family responsibilities, and being an obedient student as you were in since your school days. Uh, definitely, that was a new beginning for you in your mid fifties for sure. Yeah. definitely it was a sort of a challenge but uh, somehow i felt uh, very nice the day i got my results means right. i could achieve something in my life that is how i felt that was a feeling i had true true very true uh, so dr geeta after completing your masters uh, in family medicine in 2014 uh, you got the responsibility of setting up the department because as you mentioned there was no department of family medicine in your college of usmk then so how was that time like i know we were together and together we uh, traveled that journey but we would like to hear you on that part setting up your department and the challenges you faced uh, in the department setup actually this family medicine uh, it is equivalent to what we call as a general practice so right. the attitude of uh, other people in our college towards this subject was something in the sense they were not uh, quite uh, as compared to the other clinical subjects uh, right. they were not giving they were thinking that what is there in general practice that uh, sort of attitude was there uh, with some people in the college but uh, right. our students had to learn this and uh, 14 is a time when you joined us also so that yes. i i must consider myself very lucky because i had a person like you because you, you. you were continuously uh, there in the college and we we were not uh, provided with uh, the assistance also in the department. actually right, uh, lot of things uh, you were taking care of so that uh, the, the journey of starting the department and uh, establishing that family medicine also is something uh, you are also equally responsible in that thank you thank you because you were you had you also have put uh, equal efforts or rather more efforts than me in establishing and uh, the smooth running of the department then because it was everything was new to us particularly yes. our counterparts in as you know that our counterparts in malaysia they were two good people yes they were very helpful they were very helpful and they were two good so for any of the doubts just we would uh, ask them and they would immediately respond and the things were done so only after almost one year of uh, uh, the first batch appeared for the examination that was a time when everyone started saying that yes yes family medicine also is something till that time uh, nobody had uh, any uh, respect or value for family medicine that was the attitude 
True, and I do remember the days that uh, we, as you mentioned, first batch was only forty-eight students. We are only three batches in the first year, so uh, in three months almost our work was done for the year, and then we were gearing up for the next year because next year we were expecting a bigger batch, almost hundred students. So we have a year-long program then, but then remaining year. we were just being used as a fillers in the various department where there was a shortage of manpower and uh, we were just working then afterwards uh, it was a continuous process and then we have gone through multiple changes change of the syllabus change of the block system change of the years then movement of the from fifth year we used to teach final year students the family medicine which was a easy task then we have been given the challenge of teaching them to the fourth year students and for the longer duration we used to teach only for 3 weeks but later uh, we did they like the uh, feedback we gave and also our counterparts there in usm campus with that the demand of the subject really increased and um, hats off to you as you so determined and everything was so perfect from our end that we could manage the increase the duration of the posting from 3 months to 7 7 weeks 3 weeks to 7 weeks so that was quite a achievement Yeah, yeah. Actually, as, as, I as I mentioned just now, uh, your contribution also is equally important. Whatever we have done, we have done it together only. Yes, we were a, we were a fabulous team then. Yeah, uh, fabulous and fearless team then because yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of work was, and it was not only increase in the duration and increase in the number of visits, but a lot of paperwork was there, a lot of question preparation, formats were changed, the logbooks were changed, and so many changes were there. so we really have to revise ourselves by the time we were stabilizing ourselves uh, with the old curriculum where like neen se bhi uthao to bhi kaam ho jayega and from that we have been put to again ground zero from where we have to reestablish our department with our new colleagues with new curriculum with new set of student because as i mentioned final year students teaching is different than teaching to a fourth year student who is a uh, very kacha pakka very uh, firm with their knowledge and concepts and everything and very new to the clinical postings uh, versus family final year students who come through various clinical postings so they understand what exactly is happening in the posting so over and the, uh, dr geeta's work was definitely so much that the student feedback went to the university whereas they were loving the way what the work we were doing and they did mention in the feedback as still remembered of the geeta that the duration of the posting is very short we would like to spend more time with the patients and the teachers of course and that is how the duration uh, got increased to 7 weeks uh, definitely but how was your experience uh, in family medicine because what you have done so far was in a non clinical subject physiology which was bound to the lab to the classrooms etc with family medicine you have been exposed to the clinical side you are, you are going to the visits you are going to the in contact with the patients you are teaching students on patient how to examine how to come to a conclusion you are teaching them the clinical side of it so how was that transition for you transition actually that whatever uh, assignment for assignment whatever i was studying during my post graduation that also helped me a lot because okay. only the small duration whatever 8 9 years in the initial part of my life uh, what i was there in athni i was actually in direct contact with the patients but right. after somehow till uh, i joined back to this uh, family medicine department i was not in touch because though i started my general practice in between i discontinued it so i right. was not in contact with the patients and uh, uh, somehow one who is in with uh, touch with the patients for them it is much easier than a person who has to read and teach so that right. difficulty i had that difficulty i had and uh, in the initial because that was a smaller batch and the shorter duration somehow i was able to cope up that also so that helped me and during that uh, remaining time whatever was available i was uh, just uh, making use for again just uh, brushing up my knowledge and what is required for our students that somehow i was doing uh, or focusing on that right right and uh, life as a teacher was always uh, content enough because you were 
handling your family responsibilities your personal responsibilities and also this teaching part and i'm happy to share with your audience that uh, dr geeta is now the head of the department of family medicine for usmkla international medical program belga in her job since last 7 uh, years uh, and she has been a extremely good uh, head of the department and it was a lovely experience working with her for almost 6 long years and now looking back to the life so far with so many transitions from a city to a village then back to the city from gp to uh, icmr research person then research person to a physiology teacher then again to an international level programs physiology teacher to a clinical person and doing a clinical teaching person so many transition in one life span like really wow on that part how do you feel looking back uh, those 60 years 64 years you have spent so far how do you feel about it what 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 are your thoughts about your life span actually uh, basically i don't know means i i must be thankful to my family as well as god for making me just adjust to whatever that is coming in my way right. because if you see the the current generation at times they feel why why you have to struggle so much if you, if you if you don't want to do just forget it and sit that is what that is what is the things that are told to us means often our friends we discuss this right <laughs> the age when so, children you are still working like a youngster with the energy <laughs> of the youngster and the determination of the youngster rather more than that yeah one should have see as long as uh, uh, the body allows one should be active that is what is my attitude right one has to be active and one has to give his or her best as long as it is possible true True. So only with that intention somehow and uh, being active at this stage also is really useful uh, health wise also and if you have that uh, mental satisfaction at the end of the day if you sit yeah. idle then uh, i don't know what is going to happen at least i have not tried that sitting idle so far only thing now during lockdown last year i had to sit idle for few days and again this year uh, though the lockdown is there but still we, we we are going to the college and all that but nice. last thing that sitting idle uh, maybe if it was extended for another month or so i don't know what would have happened but i know anyway, anyway uh, remaining active is good for in all all the ways that is what i am saying all aspects right you also underwent one more transition in life from uh, clinical classroom teaching uh, clinic teaching to a virtual teaching platform how was that adjustment for you because at your age many people are struggling with the technical aspects of learning zoom app learning skype app learning google meets etc how you did uh, learn all this technology part uh, and of course in usmkle uh we have a lot of technology use in our day to day work also we we prepare ppts our lectures are on powerpoints we conduct our students lectures and uh, they deliver it on powerpoint and then a lot of uh, soft copies to be sent to the counterparts in malaysia how exactly you master this technical aspect and how it really helped you in this overall lockdown period and from offline teaching to the online teaching transition how you did that so this uh, learning the use of computers again it it's uh, my journey started in shake college itself okay. because again i i must be thankful to the management there uh, they made it sort of compulsory that all all of us should have the basic knowledge of how to use the computers okay and uh, they had uh, the, they arranged the, the the special training in house there actually okay. each department they would pick up some faculty and in house training was arranged there and uh, once uh, after the training somehow i kept uh, myself uh, upgrading in the sense i started using continuously the computers and perhaps all those my reports and all i started sending on uh, through email only so that is how uh, the, the knowledge that whatever i had gained by my training it okay. continued and the same thing was useful once i joined usmkle also okay because all that our uh, because the communication was at times through the emails and all that 
so uh, the, that thing continued but this when the online teaching started actually it was a little uh, in the sense uh, we are not used to using any of these apps right any of these apps i was not uh, very familiar with but just, uh, since uh, it was told that we have to start with the usage of all these apps uh, i did take some help from our it department people okay. actually i i got little uh, just knowledge from them like how to use them and what is it and all that so immediately i whatever was told i used to come back home and try that and again right. if, if i am stuck somewhere i used to either call up immediately or the next day i used to ask them Right. So, so that with with that uh, uh, and with one or two usages, uh, the confidence level also started increasing, and now I am comfortable in any way. Right. So I, online or offline, both the ways I am comfortable. Right. Right. So that was a, another uh, digital transition in your life with your yes, life yes. full of so many transitions. Yes. <laughs> learning technology. at such age where i see many people still struggling they are learning the whatsapp now uh, you are mastering the most common aspects of the digital life and you are quite pro in that nowadays so it's easy for you uh, dr gita what message you would like to give to the ladies to the youngsters to the ladies who are stuck in their 40s or 50s and now the kids have flown from the house and they are like having empty time but they don't know how to have their second innings they are like having a plateau of life i would say what will be your message for them see actually what happens is uh, in indian culture somehow we have been brought up in a way that that our education should be there towards the family itself so right. we are we are brought up in that way so what happens usually as soon as uh, our education is complete we are married we go into another family we take the responsibility there then we have the children we have the elders at home and we have to take care of that so right. at certain stage of life a time will be such that we will start feeling that we have to live for ourselves at least now true we have to live for ourselves and we have to do something means see each of us, each one of us we will have some ambitions and some something is there behind our mind i should have done this i should have done that all that so right. this is the right time means when all the responsibilities the relatively the responsibilities of the family are over this is the time that we should focus on uh, where we had left true just before our marriage we we have something so we can give importance to all that Right. and if you, if you have some hobby of any any hobby you can develop uh, that hobby and continue to use it and nowadays uh, uh, the in the sense you, if you want to promote your, your whatever your hobby it is through online also you can take the teaching classes and all that true true any 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 simple uh, cooking also or simple cake making also uh, right. online you can you can uh, have the platform and there are so many people interested in learning online because of the change scenario in last one one and a half years so there are so many people so all those one can focus and whatever we are doing we should love it that is first thing right true we must love whatever we are doing we, we should never feel that what i am doing is inferior to uh, someone who is doing something else that should not be the thing so we should love what we are doing and always we must be uh positive in our thinking true we should remove the fear fear of unknown from our minds right so we have to be positive and we have to just remove the fear and just be be prepared to face anything that comes in your life well said very very well said uh, dr so, geeta what is your future vision how you are seeing your future now so like life i so now i will continue to work as long as uh, my body permits right so teaching is my uh, the first love so i am i'll continue to teach as long as my body permits or the authorities there they permit and after that uh, let us see because i have not uh, given a thought of that but still 
like any other retired person maybe again uh, gardening was one of my hobbies before marriage maybe again i will take interest in that okay uh, traveling also was one of my hobbies but i don't know now uh, how safe or how good i will be in uh, by the time i retire or something whether uh, i will be fit enough to travel and all that i don't know but at right. least gardening and this whatever my little hobbies are there i'll continue to uh, just do those right right and about traveling i still remember what dr geeta has mentioned travel when you are healthy and your body is helping you yes, yes. don't don't keep it for the retirement and that i'll get retire and then i'll do and do that because uh, life may give you some tough times uh, where you really can't live up to your dreams so kal kare so aaj kar aaj kare so uh, yes. is the motto something uh, dr geeta told me uh, during the years i have worked with her uh, any other message you would like to give to our audience to our general audience dr geeta uh message as such that is what i told you know so you you must live for today and you must love what you are doing right don't uh, unnecessarily think of uh, what can happen tomorrow what will happen after one month don't think think of unnecessary and forget whatever has happened in the past there is no point in uh, just remembering that and uh, uh, spoiling your today the thinking of what has happened in the past it has happened and gone just forget it and you live for today and whatever you are doing do it for at your best best of your ability and best of your uh, power right well said well said so that was a life story of dr geeta thank you dr geeta for your valuable time and uh, giving your time to this podcast and i'm sure your life story will motivate many more women and uh, we'll get to know their stories also through their feedbacks and uh, etc but uh, that was quite a something life i would say with so many transitions from city to village to back to the urban life then from uh clinical practice to research then to teaching um and then a break and then again back to the teaching and living in this digital world and digital era with um, uh you know head to head with these youngsters and with the youth and energy you have in you is commendable we respect that and uh, lots of lots of love to you and may you progress in your life just like this motivating many more lives Thank you very much Smriti for this opportunity also and for your kind words. Yes. So that was Dr. Geeta for us uh, audience. If you have any feedback please do post us or uh, to them to our WhatsApp and Facebook page. You can also comment on this podcast with a voice note. Your feedback is valuable to us because that helps us to bring more and more new topics of the podcast and also improvise our every version we are coming to you. with this we are ending this podcast soon we will come up with one more new story of a second inning of a lady who is fiercey and survivor and rediscovering her life so till then thank you